welcome to the Startup Center Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs about their journey and the experiences that they've had growing and starting their companies. Your support for this show is immensely appreciated. And I'm incredibly excited to have Mark with me here today. He is the founder of Shoot to Thrill Media, or one of the co-founders. So we're incredibly excited to be talking about the connections that impact each other's lives and the ripples that those uh, recreate inside the communities we live in. And so that's a little bit about what we're talking about, but let's start off to get to know Mark. Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you are the hug dealer, aka <laughs> Mr. Automation. Uh, I love it, man. Thanks so much. It's so good to see you. It's good to share this time with you. Um, hey everyone, my name is Mark. Uh, in terms of how I got started, well, Shoot to Throw Media is a web development company. The real story of how we got started is I got fucked over by other web developers. Um, that's, a lot of people can probably sympathize with that sentiment. Um, so then, you know, had a path to learning technology and being embracing of it when, you know, I was truly a layman. You know, I, I had my first computer at 18. Um, you know, I'm 27 now. So Shoot to Thrill has been around for about three and a half years. We offer the, like, affordable and you know high quality web development solutions for businesses though mr automation is a relatively new self-proclaimed title uh i've i've ended up really enjoying software implementation um you know if, if you spend enough time being like geeky enough you'll play with all the other softwares and start you know battling what's more efficient than what and what has higher functionality and uses and purposes and so i started helping out peers and friends and business owners uh optimize their internal process management and systems for their businesses. And it's become a passion to where I'm now, you know, prioritizing business automation for a handful of companies. And so it's a ton of fun. Very cool. So what do you like to do? I mean, is that a core Cooking, part? Cooking, surfing, dancing, playing music, solving problems. Five nice. things that I love to do. Awesome. How does that tie into what you've uh, started in this company, what you've created? Yeah, man. Um, I, I think it's a part of it. You have to operate in a fluid state. It's kind of the fun part of just like being authentically yourself and allowing uh, allowing your strengths to naturally showcase. You know, I'm relatively strategic and I'm very curious as a person. And so that actually serves as an extremely powerful tool when meeting with potential prospects and then being able to give them insight into their business while also offering a solution that they need. So it's rather, it's not my sales process or my onboarding process is very much so like, let's talk about what you're doing here's all the gold nuggets. And by the way, you're going to need what I have anyways. So we might as well work together. Nice. That's really powerful. And I'd like to get started talking about a little bit of your past, right? So this is 2020 insight into where you are now and how that has impacted you. Um, can you think back to when we met and maybe even tell us a little bit about that story or um, somebody that has had a real impact in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when we met, that's a great question. I know it was definitely in startup community. Is it startup week 17? I think so. If I, to, my first memory of you is a bear hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am very proud to hear that. That actually like that. I hope everyone can have that same story. I know everyone can't have that story though. Man, that is my fucking favorite. Like yeah. I, I'm grateful that you remember that. Um, yeah, for, you know, you've alluded to it. For those that don't know, I, I hug in terms of, you know, meeting and introducing. I think it's an, an extremely, 
a powerful and endearing methodology of greeting another person that really establishes a connection that is valuable and should is the way that we should connect as humans. Um, so I'm so grateful you were receptive of that. Not everyone is. I've had a handful of people freak the fuck out or they've <laughs> like literally like put up a hand and stiff armed me like straight up Heisman. Um, nice. So yeah. So back to those times. And, and the question is going back, thinking back to where I was and, and then kind of relating that to where I am now. Yeah, who are the, uh, it could even be an event, right? What, brought you to this mindset of engaging people on such a deep level and oh, building man. those relationships. Like, tell me that story. What, yeah, what so I think we, yeah. my earliest memory of that, uh, actually I won the citizenship award in kindergarten <laughs> and it's just one of those things that like, I've tried to figure out where this innate love comes from and it's like, it goes far back. Um, and I think that curiosity and love kind of positioned me to start learning about other things. That was like the fun part of the journey. Um, I think living at the movement sanctuary for a year and a half was extremely significant on my mindset. Um, it's an acrobatic and circus training facility in downtown St. Pete. And, you know, so the type of people you engage with that you share passions with, though you're completely different, uh, it, it's truly enlightening. And I think the switch to study entrepreneurship at university was significant. You know, I had never known the sentiment of entrepreneurship prior to that. You know, I grew up relatively impoverished. Um, I'm one of eight, got seven brothers and sisters, first one to graduate, like go to college, do the thing um, from, from that group, at least. My older sister actually did go to college. Shout out to you, Casey. Um, though, in terms of that methodology, uh, when I was studying pre-med thinking I was going to go be a doctor and like, that was really silly. That was a dumb thought. Should have <laughs> had a lot more self-awareness, um, considered dropping out, was heavily involved in leadership stuff. Before I did that, a friend of mine said, Hey, before you do this, like, take this one class. It was creativity and innovation with Nathan Schwagler. And that class changed my entire life. Um, the, you know, Nathan taught creative thinking principles and creative problem solving principles. You know, he, had a master's degree out of SUNY Buffalo State, which is one of the few institutions in the nation that actually teaches creativity as a structure and as a, as a curriculum. Um, so that was profound on my life. And, you know, obviously significant events in the interim, you know, meeting significant others, meet, you know, losing parent, uh, losing my father, uh, engaging in leadership roles across the community, introverting, like, you know, going and working in the real world and not enjoying it. Um, the learning a ton from some of the high performers, you know, and those are sentiments that you start to miss when you do the, the solo or duo, you know, small business, you know, when you're playing with power players at corporate, you know, hundred plus thousand plus personalities, you're doing really sharp, talented people. And so, you know, th those are relationships that I value and I, I, I'm grateful for and all of that summation kind of stuff. It brought me to where I am now. Are there any people in your life that really stand out? You mentioned Nathan. Are there any others, not necessarily that have had an impact in your life, but also that you might've had an impact in their lives and how has that affected the trajectory you've been on? Yeah, for sure. Adrian um, has a huge impact in my life. I, I mean, Matt, it's a huge impact in my life. So Adrian's like friend tour, like older brother style, um, just really sharp senior level, like he has that curious mind with like a really compassionate heart. So he's a fucking badass and he knows how to execute like a Mo. Um, Matt's my business partner, better half. Love Matt. Matt, 
Uh, I would have failed a long time ago if I didn't have Matt. He provided structure and a sense of uh, um, just perspective that I don't have because it's it's my natural compliment. You know, I, I have this certain air and creativity and um, right. you know free flow nature and math a little bit more structured and that provides for exactly what was needed though there's a bunch of people i i have to thank and love and appreciate um you know it's just a matter of saying you know who for what if, if we're going to talk about me thanking the people that's the, the entire <laughs> rest of the show so i, I want to be respectful of your time because i i could go on for a long time about yeah, I, I think that's a big part of what we're trying to look at here is that in in our lives, it's really the relationships that we're able to create and grow and foster that have the biggest impact in what we're doing. And I know our audience doesn't know you personally, but I've had the unique opportunity to get to know you a little bit, to get to understand you, to be a part of your life and experience what you've been going through as an individual. And it's been a blessing to me to see your positive outlook, to see how you overcome the obstacles that you've had in your life. But not only that, how it started to impact the people around you, right? How it's engaging in a community as a whole and having influence across an entire ecosystem, which is, uh, I think, a blessing that we don't always get to see uh, without looking back at what we've been able to engage in. That's an, like, I'm flattered to, like, hear you even perceive and believe and think that, you know, it's, I, I thank you. Yeah. Uh, so thinking back to when you got started, what are the things that you wish you knew, right? If you could go back five, 10 years ago, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah, so I, I think it goes through the stages, right? Like I actually reached a stage earlier in life that I'm now getting back to. And it was my blinders on, authentic self always, no, like never questioning anything else. Um, I was just a little naive, young, though had the right mindset and heart. And that naivety was actually appreciated. It was like the ignorance is bliss thing because I was just in it doing. Um, I, I think it's the, the same stuff that you hear relatively frequently. You know, I, I, I doubt I'm going to leave you with a golden nugget though, you know, trusting your instincts, um, you know, doing your diligence, trust me, like understanding your gut, the law of conversion. Actually, I mean, that's one I think is hypercritical. So you become sharing and embody the values and beliefs of the five closest people to you. Um, so that's the law of conversion and the sentiment. I, I mean that, that if, if there was any, if I had to pick one, it's that. Yeah, so pick your friends wisely, right? Yeah. So that is by and, and well, surround yourself in an environment. It's not necessarily uh, physical or like who you're around, though. Even the mindset and, right. and the understanding and just the outlook, um, I think that's critical as well. Um, though who who you surround yourself with, sure. What you surround yourself with, like what are you consuming? What are like in terms of information? What are you believing? Who are you watching? Why are you following them? And then, you know, really starting to get down to all of the things you're consuming on a regular basis and mitigating it based on the outcomes you desire. Absolutely. Now, did you, was that something you definitely mentioned that you've learned it over time, but what were the big leaps in that understanding? Because that's not something that we're taught. It's not something that is, uh, I think, even natural. I think it's definitely something that you learn through experiences and getting out in the community and hopefully through a mentor or two. Yeah. Uh, what? were those moments in your life that mm -hmm. had the the biggest aha moments for like oh shoot it's it's literally the people that are around me that's making this this happen for me oh man um the, i'm fortunate enough to say there's so many and 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 that's kind of the interesting thing. i i'm also 
you know, this really obsessive, you know, learner and, and curious mind of wanting to do a thing and a thing and a thing, though being cognizant enough that it takes diligence and true time and commitment and consistency to get any real outcome that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think I can go back to Nate's class is a moment that comes to mind to where, you know, he asked someone to stand up and facilitate, you know, the creative thinking principles. And I got to do that. And there was a line in it that I was able to deploy. And when I deployed it, you know, because I was mimicking some of the things he had done in class without his intention and his response to it was just like, he got it. And when I knew he knew that I got it, I got it. And it was just, it was a really cool flow that was interesting to me. Um, in terms of the law of conversion stuff, I think it's really interesting when you set goals in groups of people Mm -hmm. who take action that's in very similar alignment. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like, you know, I'll, I'll share sentiments with my peers that are, that play in similar fields and, you know, we're friends and we're tight and we all share the same type of like, I'm a business owner doing the thing, doing the thing. And or, you know, they have some sort of sentiment or story that resonates and brings them close. And when you set goals together and kind of check in and out on each other uh, and, and let that roll and have, you know, that you mutually can serve each other through the networks that you're playing in, I think that's a really significant impact to it. So as a tactic to deploy, that might be one. Um, and I can recall that having an impact on, you know, my thought process, my mindset, and, you know, my actual physical and, and you know, actual outcomes. That's it's incredible. There's there's two really important things that you touched on there. Uh, one was the actual application of the theory. Theory is just is really just thought processes until you apply it. And right. with with the Nathan's class, you got the opportunity to actually apply what was being taught. Which there's a ton of research that shows that that has actual impact in your ability to retain knowledge. Yeah. And for that to have been such a pivotal moment and have such a great impact in not only what that moment was, but throughout your uh, life so far, that is huge. The other one that you hit on is masterminds, Yeah, right? It's, a lot of people think they have to go to a, go to a BNI or go to these different events and sure. that's how they form a mastermind. But a true mastermind group is one of the people that you get along with that are your peers that are going through the experiences. Some are a little ahead, some are a little bit behind. But the image that I love when it comes to a mastermind is that, that man or woman climbing a mountain and has one hand forward to the person in front of them, one hand back to the person yes, behind, the person them. behind them. Amen. Right? And that, that is what I, I imagine when I think of a mastermind group, those individuals that are climbing the mountain with you together, that are helping each other up the hill. That is huge. And to hear that that's had a, a tremendous impact in what you're doing in your career and in your business and in the community is, is awe-inspiring. It's so cool. So what, what skills, right? You touched on a little bit. You, you talk about perseverance and, and consistent work and a couple other unique skills. Is there some of those skills that you bring to bear every day that you feel really lets you hit those home runs? Yeah, energy all day. Uh, energy all day. So is, uh, that, is that caffeine energy? or? No, or? I don't drink caffeine. Oh. Or, or like not intentionally, at least. If it's in my tea, it's in my tea, though. Right. Um, no, it, it's, it's truly, you know, how you believe and how you structure your thought and how you approach. And, and these are part of these are like creative problem solving or creative mm-hmm. thinking principles, right? Like, you know, you don't have to go to work tomorrow. You get to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> how dope is that? Like, let's talk about the things that you can accomplish tomorrow. 
let's break that down and chunk it in a way that's consumable that's going to have significant impact like that's interesting to perceive it that way and though i may not always believe those thoughts and practice them i practice the energy and that's the thing that keeps me sustainable and granted it's also served me in negative ways if you can't control it i'm a real, i'm pretty volatile as a person and, and so it takes this, you know, reflective and self-aware, you know, mindset to be able to appropriately use and, and dose in terms of how you play your energy. Um, though I think that that is the entire thing that I, I am extremely militant about when it comes to um, skills that, that are practiced. I think there's other things that you can talk about that are industry related. And so like we can talk about acumen and the specific you know, techniques that you deploy to be successful in certain campaigns that are, that are important. I think those are skills. I think there's communication skills that we deploy. So in terms of understanding how people communicate, what the behavioral psychology process is of the person going through the act. And if you've done that enough times based on the outputs that they're showing you, you know how to respond appropriately. So, I mean, that is practice. You know, people think, oh man, you're just so amazing. It's like, no, I pay attention. Like, I, like, I'm just aware of what you're doing. And fortunately, people are relatively predictable. So if, you know, there's, if, are you a poker player? Uh, I am a chess player. I, I, I'm also a chess player. Highly recommend Gary Kasparov's masterclass, by the way. Nice. Um, and the same as such, though. I mean, it, it, it's kind of true in chess to an extent. Some people try and bluff, though. Most people don't get to that point um, in terms of the moves that they're making. Though in poker, it's very much a psychology game. Mm, and it, it's, it's data like you understand your position at the table you understand how the rules are played and then it's all right how you know based on this person's psychological process based on how they play i have to adapt to each person if you can store that information appropriately and know when to leverage it you become a really good poker player mm. so it's very it's very similar in business it's very similar in you know person you know person to person communication so just doing those things i think that's a skill set that i also work on every day have you have you heard of game theory? I've heard of it. Um, I've probably told people that I've read it just to avoid reading it. <laughs> it's something I need to read. There, um, there's some good I've YouTube never... videos you can watch on it, but this is essentially what it's talking about, that people are relatively predictive and that you should do what equals that middle sum, you know, not what's best for you necessarily or what's best for them, but find that middle ground that no matter what, it's the best case. Whether they go sure. left or they go right, you end up, with the best solution possible for you. And so that is something that I've started to look at very uh, in depth when it comes to business, right? It's this yeah. poker concept that you're talking about, understanding the psychology of what people do and how they react to situations and being able to apply it with, with a method in business. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that that's essential. Um, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't applaud that more. So as you think back in your journey, what resources have you leaned on? Obviously, your education has been a huge part of that and your desire to continually educate and grow uh, as an individual. But are there some key things that you can think of that as one as a business and then two as an individual have made an impact in your ability to uh, grow? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the resource has always been people. Uh, you know, the, the knowledge shared in terms of, hey, you know, do you have, and it's just asking. You know, it's, it's that comfortability, you know, when you ask someone for advice and you really authentically care, um, they typically share. Like if you just ask someone for something dumb and you haven't done any diligence, go fuck yourself. 
Mm. So if you ask insightful questions and you like you respect them and you, you share that, um, I found most people are willing to help. Like people you'd never like, you wouldn't assume they'd give you give you their time. Um, so I think just applying that curious nature and asking has done so so much. Um, I think being extremely vulnerable has done equally as much. Like when you go to someone and you express your own vulnerabilities and you address that as the beginning, that leaves you to actually like be embraced and be given the consultation because they know their words and their, and their recommendation will be taken from a place that's sincere. So, I, you know, when you are asking, I think you should also ap approach it from a place of vulnerability. I, I completely agree. I don't think there's any business owner, there might be a few, but most learn very quickly that being vulnerable, being vulnerable and asking for help is a key part of them growing as an individual and as a business. Uh, that is huge. In my opinion, it's step one when you're starting to go after an idea. Um, nothing we do, do we do alone. It's right. all a community effort. And <clears throat> With, with that in mind, what are some of the common things that you see people uh, causing people to f stop chasing their dreams or giving up or failing at what they're trying to do? Yeah, I think there's two really big ones here and they're actually really opposite. So and this is something I've been thinking about relatively recently about my own self on certain dreams that I've given up on or not, and then other ones I'm pursuing and or not. Um, and then I watch other people do it and it's really interesting. So there's the, I'm not good enough, or it's the, I'm really fucking happy. <laughs> and, and it's interesting how both of them play. Uh, the I'm not good enough is your self-sabotage. You put the ceiling on top and you, you end up settling because you actually don't believe you're worthy of it. You don't, because you haven't, you know, healed yourself. You haven't faced your own self and lo loved yourself the way to allow yourself to achieve the things you desire. Right. So that, I think that's a big part. And then that's where people will settle or, you know, life happens and this, that, the other thing. Um, the other thing where I like, and I'm, I've ran into both, so it's not like I'm just one sided though. I also have experienced that I'm just really fucking happy. And, and that's interesting because people are like, Oh, what happened, man? You changed. It's like, dude, I'm fucking happy. Like I figured it out. So it's like certain dreams I had, it's like, maybe they're not my dream anymore. And that's totally cool. And, and I think if you, most people aren't comfortable articulating their dreams and they're not articulating changing their dreams. It, it makes them feel inconsistent. It makes other people think they, like, they, they're wishy-washy and they, they'd never get anything done. Though in reality, you're testing. And so it's like, if you test enough things, you're going to find what works. That's why I, like, I default to my five. Right? Cooking, kite surfing, dancing, playing music, solving problems. Like, you, you, nice. you first meet me, you're going to hear that line. And because I'm diligent with looking at it, though when you find something that you really love, it, you're going to give up other things. And I think that's a part of it. Like when people have kids... Like the game changes sometimes depending on the perceived relationship that they wanted. Some people can move forward from that. Other people's dream was to work, be successful and have kids. Like kids was the dream. Like they're doing it. Your perception of them doing it, that's totally different. They're living it though. So I think it's important to articulate that properly and understand what happens when, you know, you get to the point where you're really fucking happy. You don't need to explain yourself for changing. And the other piece where you really do need to, look intrinsically, forgive yourself, love yourself, find your own peace the way that, you know, you would serve you best and then move forward. Mm. No, those are, those are powerful words. I completely, uh, they just ring true with me 
the mindset that you you're not enough right i think we're all kind of put down when we go through our general education of like this is the widget this is the box fit inside of it and then we're breaking out of it our entire lives until we find that place where we're very happy but and we stop caring about the external expectations right oh it's um, yeah wow that's cool (laughs) (laughs) i love it that's uh you definitely got my brain the wheels in my head turning because i never thought about it in that mind that way that this is the world you can be happy where you're at and i think that's incredibly powerful mindset very cool uh so where where can people find you what can they uh where can they connect with you at are you on any of the social media platforms so my number is 727-642-8961 brave man um and then uh you can i'm mark lombardi nelson i'm the only one so you can find me on all the platforms wonderful do uh, you have any big events coming up? Anything you're planning on uh, hosting or uh, emceeing? Oh, um, hosting or emceeing. I, I was invited to emcee an event in March or end of March, early April. Um, nice. So I'll probably be doing something like that. In the interim, heads down, I, uh, I just launched a detailing company. So we're, nice. uh, we're, we're getting that going. And um, I'm just starting to play in a couple different stuff as we're growing out the business. So Very cool. heads so- down. I'm traveling a little bit. I'll be in Denver tomorrow, actually. So I'm nice. uh, starting to just explore and have some fun. So where do you see yourself in the next five, ten years? Is it? Do you have that laid out, or is this just something yeah. where you're on that journey? Go for it. Yeah. I mean, no, there, I mean, where exactly? You know, it's yeah. fluid. You know, you give yourself permission to grow in the way that's meaningful. Although the things that I'll do, like I'll probably go to culinary school at some time in my early 30s. Like I'll be probably traveling, you know, multi-city, multi-state within the next six to 18 months. Um, though, you know, you keep playing though. And, you know, I'll probably be in the same, like Shoot to Thrill will continue to grow. You know, the detailing company will move. We'll probably build other stuff. My automation work will take. And you'll, you'll start to, you know, play with the different things that you enjoy. I'm going to kite a lot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get dance quite a bit. I'm going to you know, uh, working on some music and some albums and learning the violin, just getting some other original music ready. So like there's things, you know, you'll do. And then in, like, I can talk to you numbers and like what I think is reasonable to achieve and wh- how I would invest that in other projects that are fun. Like I don't, I'm not a material guy. I don't mm-hmm. like the, like the nice car. I don't like the chains and crazy stuff. Like I like building stuff. Like anytime I make it like a decent amount, like, all right, what can we like take this in and put it into to start something else? Like, I think that's just really interesting. Very so cool. that that's the next five to 10. And if I get good at buying and selling companies, that would be dope. Um, though in the interim, that's where I'm playing. Nice. So I, I think my last question for you is, have you moved into your tiny home yet? No, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, that, that project stalled out right now. Um, potentially oh, no. Who knows? So uh, I'm working right now to finance it myself. Wonderful. And as, as soon as I'm able to do that in, in totality, um, I'll be able to take the plans and be able to move forward. And who knows, there's a couple interesting projects on the horizon where we may, we may get to play on that. Very cool. Well, Mark, it was an absolute honor and a pleasure to speak with you. I look forward to seeing you in the near future and, and definitely safe travels as you head uh, out of town. Thank you so much. Much love. Thank you for having yeah. me. I love you. I'm grateful for you. I'm proud of you. Keep your head up and congrats on moving forward from the current position to your next journey. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, And I 
again, truly appreciate your time. Be wonderful. You've been listening to the Startup Santa Show, part of our 2020 Hindsight series, where we've been talking to entrepreneurs and those who have pursued their passion. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show today. We truly appreciate your support and hope you stay safe in these crazy times around the world. 